0: Good evening folks, welcome to episode 18, season 2 of the Town End podcast. A massive 36 hours for the town of Dundalk. Amy Broadhurst beating away to World Championship gold yesterday, and Dundalk taking on the would-be champions in Derry City, in Glandiwell Park, tonight, nice Ryan McBride Stadium. We're going to discuss, probably, we're going to try and avoid the ref controversy as, as much as we can, but we're going to bring in Donald. I wish my name was Tom Hanks. I'm going to bring in Steph Donald's vlog, new vlogging, mate. New inter, interviewee, Steph McEvitt. Even gents.
1: How's things, Andrew?
0: Since I haven't been on last week, i going to cut to you first, Steph. What did we think?
1: Yeah, look, went to, weren't to scoring the plan, like just like we said last week, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, look, it was never going to be easy up there, but I thought we were particularly good. I thought first half we looked like the much better team I know they had a couple of chances and Shepard saved one and one or two and uh but look you go up there and like I said we were chasing them down I I thought they'd be looking over their shoulders and they've gone through a bit of a sticky patch of late and we've continued that on and look we're four points behind them with a game in hand so do you know we're we're chasing them. We're not looking behind us. We're look we're looking ahead. See if we can we can close the gap on the top two.
0: Yeah, I think I I know it for myself. I I would speak for you, but myself at the start of the season, I kind of thought these would be the would be pretenders to the league. I kind of thought not that I don't think they won't be, but we're probably in a very shocking position that we're like you would you called it last week. I was checking I was, I was checking up and he was from Disneyland last week and you were saying, but <laughs> uh it, it's. It's it's an odd one that we're so close to them, isn't it? I, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's more of a shock that Rovers have that seven points now after tonight's match, or that we're actually that close to Derry. I don't know what's more of a surprise, Donald. What do you think?
2: Um, I haven't really even been paying that much attention to it, to be honest. I mean, it's the way the league works. Like, this six points could be gone in three days, you yeah. know, and yeah. because everybody's paying every like playing each other well, like the four times a season? It's like it's really, really hard to get a, like, a grip on where everybody's supposed to be. You know, like I think,
0: yeah, especially with the Friday Monday Friday Monday scenario that we yeah, been having.
2: like I know we obviously we won tonight, so that's great and everything. But like, if we hadn't won tonight, the gap is yeah, huge again. So like, it's I'm not really. I'm trying not to pay too much attention to um to where it's we a, are in the league.
1: We don't want to uh, be too positive. That's a big if.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> an awful big if there don't
2: Yeah. No, I well you see I was expecting I was expecting a a, a Derry Steamroller win because I was listening to the voice and commentary the whole night. Oh, um and we uh we snuck away with a two one win with Anyway,
0: um, we we won't talk about the referee, but are we allowed to talk about the commentators? <laughs> we can. The last time I was here, it was it was commentator central. And it's we, we probably avoided the refs all season. There has been some stinkers and we've tried not to really get at them. But I think it really like, look, we can get into maybe the ref later on. We will talk about the first half first and then we'll talk about the referee. But just on comments, uh, obviously, it's Friday night again. So we're... Uh, giving away Tony's Pizzeria, Tony's Pizza, Cheese Pizza for any of our uh, comments that come in for the man of the match. We did discuss, myself and Donald, before that, like it could be a difficult man of the match. I don't know who, what kind of numbers we're going to get in for it, but I don't think it's a straightforward push, but we'll take all, all comers anyway for, for the win on, on the on the pizza and we'll get sorted with Vinny. So just on the first half, I for me, I know whatever with the stream, Like I don't know what we missed in the stream. If it was anything like the first kind of 28, 29 minutes, we didn't miss a lot. I know we actually, in my opinion, we actually started better. Probably, you know, we've come on before and we said, you know, well, I, I in particular said that we start slow and it takes a while into the game. But I actually thought we started a better team tonight. But then we had the flip side of it where we scored and, I, and I, an absolute cracking finish from, from Bobby Renson, as, the, as they call him. But then it just kind of seemed to seem – it seemed to be the, – not the Derry show, but they seemed to kind of take over a little bit. They seemed to be quicker with that pass, and they seemed to have a bit more of the ball. I don't know if that was just me, but that's the way it felt up until the fantastic stream that we were getting just disappeared for everybody.
2: Yeah, I thought like, Derry were tidy you know, from possession, but we were putting them under pressure as well and not letting them get into their, um, their proper rhythm. And then we were getting chances, like half chances, like I think – Benson had a couple of shots and stuff from outside the box. He had one brilliant opportunity from the, around the edge of the box that he came running onto it that um, if he'd made a proper connection, he could have scored again. So yeah. I think we were dangerous. Um, but yeah, like we, the, the lads had to work extremely hard to keep Derry at bay because they've got a lot of good players. And the um, again, commentators mentioned how many chances they create in the game. Um, but they um yeah they they had to work really hard to keep them quiet and I yeah. think they did that Um, they disrupted them and they created a, f- a few decent chances and scored an absolutely fantastic goal um and then you think you think back on you know how many saves has Shepard had to make that were difficult saves you know he hasn't really had to make too many so um first half until the stream went down the second time <laughs> first time you could just give it a you had to get
0: that wee dig in, in there, there didn't you don't the second time you had to get that second wee in. There.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um but <laughs> it was weird too because there was tweets coming in late as well. So I don't know if it was just like a worldwide football internet outage or something <laughs> but yeah. um, uh normally you get the tweets a couple of minutes before the goal scored or whatever and there was nothing and then the goal. So maybe
0: it,
2: uh, maybe it's not LOY TV's fault. Maybe it's sort of outside technical. We blame,
0: we blame Chris down in the uh, head the game, Park. Yeah. Um it, it had to be
2: even if it wasn't his fault, it's his fault,
0: right? <laughs> Steph, did you think um probably from from a dairy point of view, did, did you, like if you're up at the game tonight as a dairy fan, you're watching the first half, even from what I was saying, but definitely from a dairy point of view, you probably thought right, the dog have scored, but we're definitely, you know, we're probably the better team overall here. We'd probably still win this. We'll probably turn this over. I kind of got that feeling coming up to, obviously, streamgate. But was, was it in the air that Derry kind of thought, right, you know, we've a cracking squad here. I don't really think... I, it was like they almost thought, and even, the, even from the commentators, I don't want to go on with the commentators, but it was almost that Dundalk were an old dog. the, 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 the kind of like, you know, the Derry were these new kids on the block and looking for, they're going to control the game from start to finish. Like, you kind of got that vibe off the commentators, which is... Would would you think that was kind of a way that Derry fans would be thinking nowadays as well?
1: Yeah, well, look, all the talk before, I think a couple of uh, podcasters tipped them to win the league, uh, steamroll the league. I think at one stage, um, but yeah, they'll be they would have been full of confidence. The likes of the Rovers game, do you know McGonagall gets the yeah. the winner against Rovers late on, um. I can't remember if they're behind in that, but it was one all for a long while, and they're probably thinking, "Look, we we get an equalizer first, and then we we kick on from there." or at home. Do you know, they're they're really looking for to be challenging Rovers and looking to win a league. So they like like years ago, if that was the um it was in Oriel Park, and a Derry City was coming up to Oriel, and a, a, even at one 0 behind, you'd still be expecting to go and win the game. Yeah. So look, I'm I'm sure Higgins probably is still that winning mentality in them. But I just I have just the feeling I got for the last couple of weeks that they've they hit a bit of a sticky patch. And I know he was Higgins was saying in uh, in the press that you know the last couple of games they only picked up two points, but they were they'd mo- they were more valued than two points at the last couple of games. But you know when it gets into the squad and you you're not picking up the wins and. The team, your closest rivals for the title, I suppose, is after beating you, and I just thought, you know, it was an excellent opportunity for us to go up there. For the UCD game the last couple of weeks, we've we've been very good and we've been scoring goals for fun, and um, like Shep, shepard has been brilliant and he was he was very good again tonight. So, do you know, I just thought it was it was prime opportunity for us to go up there and really put the pressure on them, and look, we've. We've come away with a 2-1 win them right in the right in their, their tails now if we can just make that game in hand count now at Monday night I think th- I think they might be away to are they away to Sligo maybe um which is which probably like I know they're in a bit of a free fall but look you're going up to that pitch on a Monday evening the pitch is probably still in in poor shape as well so do you know i i wouldn't fancy a trip up there on monday night i know we've no easy task against finn harps up there and it's always a it's a it's a, it's a t- difficult place to go but yeah after picking up the three points in the brandy well do you know you'd, you'd be hoping for another three points there again but uh look the comment <laughs> the commentators just just go, going on to them for a second but i could hear okay. i could hear
0: you i remember we watched it was a the famous kieran Hawken game was that this season or last season and you th- last this season, season yeah like i i hear uh, you in the back of my head when these commentators were talking i think steph's going to have a field day with these boys in the podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> no uh, look, i'm trying to keep it to a minimum but yeah keeping that was on with him i don't know like look he, he said at the end of the game like the standout moment from the second half was the no goal losing their heads like is he for like real? Like you really know yeah. The standout moment from the second <laughs> half, like, yeah, like I thought uh, we were
0: missing stuff. Oh, well, I know there was a little bit of whatever you want to call it off, but I thought there was an absolute riot the way they were talking. It was just like, I don't. Know, I Michael, think look, he, McDonald's he was behind so, the dog. The dog out. I think that
1: was the problem. Like it was no. I think riot. McDon, uh, Stevie must have heard the lads in Yeah, he must have heard the lads in commentary. That's why he got sent off. And said... um. But, but um, look, I you expect a little bit of bias because, yeah, Loi TV, any home game, obviously, if someone that's connected with the club. But I think, I think like Adrian and Flano are different class doing it. Like, do you know what I mean? They've you're nearly just straight down the middle. They don't go over the top and like when you listen to some of them and you listen to like Shamrock Overs at times you're just saying how are these boys allowed to do it like it's incredible
0: <laughs> you mentioned um, uh, just before we before we, get, we have a podcast on, on other commentaries you mentioned goal scoring earlier on Benson's goal was right out the top draw wasn't it like the, like the pass the turn yeah. an absolute like That's... I I had zoomed out from the stream so I didn't actually I, I had the commentary down because the kids were falling asleep but I didn't actually see it go in he hit it that quick I had to actually get the replay on but an absolute screamer of a finish
1: Yeah, look, we sort of said it last week. Hopefully him getting his first goal after his comeback sort of sets him on his trail. And maybe if he doesn't score last week, he doesn't take the shot on. But, like, it's a superb finish. And he's, like, even the tone, just to create the space for the shot. And, look, not many people would have took it on from that sort of distance. And to just get it right in the corner at such power, like, it's... He has that in his locker. Like, I don't... Like, it is a cracking goal. And you're always... You're always like in you know, awe of great goals but then when you see it's benson then you're sort of like yeah he, he could do these sort of things and we, we've yeah. seen it plenty of times he's done it on the european level so hopefully that's him up and running and you know we need we need people chipping in from goals from midfield and if someone's going through a bit of a dry spell like um bradley seems to be going through you know he's still dangerous he's still creating chances and Look, if the goals can come from all around the park, it's it's just taking the the burden of hooping a little bit. But he's he's still scoring goals and he's he's hunting down this this record big time. Yeah,
0: I I don't know just just on on Benson's goal. I don't know about you, but I find like I don't know if we are blessed over the years by witnessing screaming goals for season on season. I don't know if these are for me. These are all a bit sweeter because we've had that little bit of a downturn last season. And now the expectation on us probably isn't as much this year. It's kind of like a rebuilding thing. So I, the goals like that seem that little bit more special. I don't know if that's just me or if any if you feel the same, but obviously we are blessed with the McElhenney's and the Towels and Daryl Hogan and all these goals over the years. <laughs> but uh, I think when you think... do goals like these, they're just that wee bit sweeter now because of where we the season we had last year.
1: I don't know whether it's... Um we had a bit of an expectancy about us where, you know, we had these high-level players where like Mickey Duffy could just cut in his right right yeah. foot and just rocket one into the far top corner and, you know, Fats pulled off unbelievable pieces of skill and, yeah, I don't know whether it was an expectancy and you're still getting to know some of these um, new players coming in and you're just not expecting it or whatever, but um, a little little bit of that for me it's not like you know I don't know Like, I, th- I think it's not like oh this is special and I, I think you're just, maybe you're just not expecting it just as much as you, as yeah. you used it because because you're right up there but look I think I don't know I keep saying it but I think there's something special building here again and we don't want to draw comparisons to the past again but you know it's the same sort of Trajectory as we as we've seen before. I mean, yeah. if you
2: look at the performance as well, sorry, Galley. If you look at oh, the, no, no, no. even just the way the game played out, that like the team, the dogs took the lead, then were comfortable, gave away a goal from a free kick, and then went back up the pitch and scored. Like that's that's a winning. That's like a champions mentality. I know they're not champions, but that's like if Derry had done that. Yeah. Everybody would have been saying, like, yeah, this is Derry Prime, they're ready for a championship charge because they can go get a, like a, a win when they, you know, the chips are down or whatever. Like, not again, I'm with Steph, we're not getting carried away. We're not, I'm not even looking at the league table. I don't even know how many points we have. the good news
0: to... is, I, I'm producing, so I can't bring up the league table. So <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have to look at us.
2: Let <laughs> me live in a fantasy land. But um, Chris we...
1: couldn't last like you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no it's like that that performance like the thing Gal, you were saying there but like not expecting it this season compared to previous seasons what you would have definitely expected last season was that once we conceded one we were conceding the second one and probably a third one before the night was over that the yeah. confidence would be shot but whatever the lads are um in training and in team meetings and everything else they they seem to be they sit just seem to be in really good shape. Um, that UCD game is obviously a bit of an outlier in that in like recent results and recent performances, but um, they do seem to be in really really good shape. Um, and like the only the only major disappointment from the whole night is that there wasn't a camera on guards um ripping chairs out of the stand and throwing them into uh Dairy fans, apparently. I don't know if that's what he was doing or not, but it sounds like he was going like full uh Shawn Michaels and Degeneration <laughs> X and just spitting on people and uh causing an absolute right. So it's a shame we didn't see any of that. But um, <laughs> it's obviously publicity for the new book newspapers tomorrow. Yeah. Though.
0: <laughs> I was actually listening to Garton uh, Loi Central earlier on, and I haven't got his book yet. I don't know if he's a starter, but I'm going to get it tomorrow just on listening to the snippets from Dan and uh. The lads on, on the League of it's, it sounds like an absolute cracking victory. I know Chris has it, so I don't know if you've got it yet, but I'm definitely it's definitely on the shopping list for tomorrow when they're going to get me breakfast. Just on, I know obviously when the stream came back, now I don't know, I don't know, if it was a delay on the stream. I happened to turn on the stream exactly as though kicking off, so I actually thought I was a few minutes behind and just replaying from the start again. But it was definitely a better second half overall from not from everybody, but definitely as, a, as an end to end game, it probably was a more even spread. It probably. You know, we probably had, I won't say we had the better of it, but we definitely probably went and earned that that, sec- that second half, that th- those goals that we got in the play that we got on the ball. I thought we kind of had Derry, whatever was said at halftime before O'Donnell was sent off. Um, You know, obviously spurred them all because I felt Derry were kind of, I-, I won't say they were kind of caught on the back foot, but we just seemed to get at them more. We just seemed to be you know, right, let's go and match their level, match their kind of, their pace, their intensity. That was just what I, what I felt from it. I thought we were just, definitely a better team in the second half, you know, a better match for them.
2: I think the performance was good in the second half. The one thing that I was a little bit disappointed in was that they didn't push on a bit more. I felt like they were putting themselves in a position where like a goal from a a free kick or a corner would have undone a, a really good night's work. Um, and then for like the five minutes after the Derry goal, they came back out and started attacking again, and pressuring high up the pitch, and and got the reward for it. So they were very comfortable. Um, I don't know if somebody said something about game management in the um, in the group before, you uh before we were starting, and it was like they they were fairly comfortable, and it was only going to be free kicks and corners um, that were causing the trouble. So like we were pretty comfortable, but the only problem with that is what did end up happening was just um, one good ball over the top and a free kick and then a decent ball into the box. Like, it's... The fine margins is... Especially when you're playing against team with a team with good players, you know. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought they were fairly comfortable and only um, Will Penalty's uh, free kick at the end was like the closest they came to um, the scoring. So, like... Yeah, it's hard to be like it was a fairly comfortable two-one win, but it felt a little bit like a comfortable two-one win. Yeah,
0: that, that's, yeah, see, that's what I was trying to get. It was even though it looks like a really odd oh, two-one, hard fought. I, I don't want to say it didn't look like it was going to go any other way, but when we scored, I think there could have been ten minutes injury time, and I don't think really, I, I just don't think it was going to be their night. I just think we had it. like I actually think we could have scored three. We had a, we had another chance later on after that. We could actually have got a third one, but it just felt those last. Kind of maybe 15 minutes, definitely from when we scored. Like you said last season, we might have scored in the 83rd minute and there was every chance we would have scored, would have conceded an equalizer. But it just I just didn't get that off tonight. Just like Steph was saying, they're building something different here. It seems to be like a different mentality from odonnell and Bones and and Podge on the sideline, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think look, we've we've built from the back. We at the start, we sort of had the dog's going nuts here. I thought you were right, 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 I thought you were I right, was
0: right. up- I thought you were tap dancing underneath the desk. <laughs>
1: Yo. But um yeah look I think they've built a, a solid back line now and they've sort of just went on from there. Do you know we're, we're seeing Slogger come into the into the team and be more dominant and more predominant in there. Doyle, I thought was brilliant again today. He came back into the starting lineup, and I thought he was he done very well. He's he's picked up a couple of goals the last couple of weeks, and obviously that's given him a bit more confidence. And you know he's demanding of the ball, and he plays it well. And there's a few more people cropping up. Like, look, I know we we all sort of give out about him at different times, but like Kelly stepping up with a few goals where last season he might not have got them and creating chances and. You know, the, like it's coming from all around the th- around the team. If someone has a bit of a quiet night, then somebody seems to step up in his place. I think, especially, I don't know what happens, but the last couple of weeks in the second half, I think Greg Sloggett steps it up a level. When people start getting tired or I don't know, like he just the last couple of weeks, especially, he's put in like nearly man the match performances in the second half. And I think I I said in the group just in the in the chat we have like i i was thinking look we'll go on and win it well, even when they got the equalizer, i was thinking we'll push on john martin it's just collins just said it he was brilliant when he came on he fought he he kept the ball he was progressive with it. he won free kicks and 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 corner kicks when he came on and you know he, he sets up the goal he said he set up the second goal as well so you know having players like that having options you know when it you know, it all bodes well for, for us. Like, hopefully, he's obviously going to be pushing on, looking for a starting spot soon. He still has the big stone-cold knee brace on, but hopefully but like he's, he's able to contribute. And at the minute, it's it's a bit limited at the end. But, you know, he sets up the goal tonight for the winner, and he scores the winner against Shells as well. So, look, uh, a lot of people's playing their part there to, to push pushes up the table. And, you know, we just have to keep, the momentum going now, I suppose, the Monday
0: night. Uh, just, uh, just, I see the comments coming in, folks, just, just a reminder: man of match competition open for, uh, pizza and, uh, well, it's just a pizza. I'm going to say, and pizza and order a Coke, order chips, you know, make the man, you know, give him that extra wee bit. A lot of, I see a lot of talk of slogging and stuff. And, and you mentioned Paul Doyle earlier on. I'm just looking, I, I just, I, I just see stuff flashed up on Twitter here. That's our first, we're talking about the mentality of, you know, the new kind of regime. So that's our first away win. We're the last team in the league to get an away win this season. But I'm just reading the with I, Reggie's got a Reggie Staddle, Rogers. That's, they've played 18 games in the Brandywell. 14 wins, three draws and one defeat. Like That's a savage record to have away from home at, at Derby, isn't it? Yeah. Like eight, 18 games. You've got you've only been once.
2: Yeah. Play
1: up, play up there every week.
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the pitch. We're used to playing on the pitch. Yeah, the, uh, the 4G artificial turf I think it was called 40 times and time.
0: there, there's me tipping Derry to white, whitewash the league and they haven't won against the dog up there in, in 18 <laughs> or 1-1 one 1-3 one, one, one or 1 defeat mental, mental style what am I talking about at the start of the season
1: <laughs> look they still they still it. have a very impressive squad and I wouldn't be surprised for them to turn turn the form around very quickly like look the the players miss, even if you look at the players they're missing like X all players, they shall not be mentioned. Um, because he'd start crying again. <laughs> but uh look they they've been massive misses for them as well. Um penalty patching is has done pretty well from from dead balls and he's he's got a couple of goals and assists this season as well. So do you know the the quality squad and you're right to have them up there. I just thought Rovers would be a little bit stronger and have the know how. They've been there and done it. And I thought yeah. Derry might challenge them, but I, I, I still think it might be close, but I think rovers will just be too too strong for them in the end. But you know, this is, this is a result tonight and not just the result of performance, it'll just do us the world of good. Like we won't fear going anywhere now and we'll think we think we can pick up three points anywhere.
0: Yeah, and I think it's especially like I, I suppose if this was a weekly game, obviously it was a Friday night. Especially when you're when you're trying, like you were saying, Steph, when you're kicking in straight into the Monday night, you're back up there, you're up you're up with Like it's the perfect segue into that kind of game, isn't it? Because like you were saying earlier on, like there's not many tougher places to go. Like I know it's it's kind of become a cliche at this stage to go to to play those type of games away, especially on Monday nights. I think that
1: could be just the perfect kind of start or forward tonight, couldn't it? Yeah, and hopefully look, we're a full time outfit, so yeah, you know the boys are gonna be well prepared. I know Finn Hobbs will be uh, like some of them might be walking that day and you've heard stories of them leaving Bally Buffet and going straight to work in a hospital, Barry McNamee and things like that. So you know, you don't know what way they're gonna be. They're they're going through a, a poor time and like draw the beat to three one three one tonight, I think, go oh, are then three one. Three one was the last, I last it scoring seen. but yeah. you know they're going through? They're going through a bad patch, but you you just want you just hope they you know, we're just we're just on the upward curve, so hopefully hopefully we can just keep the keep it going there. Don't, do you think? Do you think
0: more? I suppose do you think momentum for us as much as we've got it? Do you think Derry now? Like Steph was saying earlier on, with the results that they've had over the last couple of weeks and. That kind of probably more frustration than anything else. You think that could filter through now over the next couple of games? Do you think maybe you know we could be looking into maybe June or July and they're 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 looking at new players maybe in the window and stuff.
2: Oh, I'd say they're in, in, see- a, in a
0: panic more than anything else, more than actually. Yeah. I
2: think the like the couple of they've got a couple of really key injuries. Like you know, yeah. imagine what their plan was for the start of the season, and then they've lost you know our two lads for their two lads. <laughs> But um I just think like they so every game is gonna to be tough um for them. It's tough, every game is tough for everybody in the league, by and large. Um there's the odd one that's not that difficult. But like there's there's enough good players in the squad that they have at the minute to win tight games, to win close games, because they've got good they've got good enough players to do it. And you look at like so they've got they've got Sligo. Sligo and then home the Finn Harps is the next two. So like I'm not gonna say that they're definitely gonna beat Sligo because I'm just after saying every game's tough, so you can't say anyone's definitely gonna beat anybody. But if they can get that win, oh. then home the Finn Harps, you know, like they they can they can easily just pick that pick that winning momentum back up again because there's so many games and they come like right on top of each other. But on the flip side of that then, if you get into a bad run of form, back in spiral as well, but I just think they're too good to get stuck in this. I think, um I actually, to be honest, if I would have liked to have seen McGonagall play tonight, I don't think he uh turned up to be. Like, he would, I, I very, I love, that, I love
0: these, I love these wee Donald Hank things that he, get, that he gets in there. He just ships them in every so often. Like a wee side, <laughs> like a wee frisbee coming into the side.
1: Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Was awesome. I, was <laughs> a, I was waiting for the <laughs> I was waiting for the Mark Conley was gonna empty his pockets. So
2: I was gonna save that for later, but, uh, no the um, just on the, the commentary as well that the commentators like we that Derry almost won 4-2 in the knock up earlier in the season because Burgonicle hit the post in the bar. And I'm like
1: if you're anti <laughs> but
2: well, fair enough, okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, like if, if McGonagal gets back in the team and um is the striker that everybody says that he is, then they should be fine. Um but I did want to point that the um I actually didn't look and see what the result of it was, but I think on between the stripes on Twitter they had a vote of who would you rather have Hoovin or McGonagall? And um uh, I don't think there's much there's not much of a debate really, is there? Like I know McGonagall's he is a good player I'm not being oh yeah he
0: is top, he is top class yeah, I have to say he's, he's one that he's he, like I, I remember we were talking about him at the start he's one of the most impressive I've seen in the lab. but like I mean Pat Hooghan like yeah. Johnny on the spot every time isn't
2: he he's incredible and yeah. it'll be one of these things like you, gets... to... <laughs> you just <laughs> shit <laughs> McGonagall
0: <laughs>
2: when...
1: no, no, no. I was going to say something but <laughs> you started talking then so I Right, sorry, sorry. I what, was, was just going to say, like,
2: when Padhuban breaks the record, like, we're all going to witness something, like, absolutely incredible that I don't know, like, when are we ever going to see it again? You know, like, if this is an absolutely incredible career that he's had with us and he's still playing as well now as he ever was, so um, yeah, you, you take him over any center forward in the league, so can't argue with that. But I wasn't
1: just... Yeah, I was just going to say, like, look, he's the guy, he's, <laughs> he's the high player in the league. He's the, he's the high player in the league at the minute. But do you know the consistency levels that Huben showed, like Donald just said there? Like, you know what I mean? There's, you can't be comparing the two right away. Like, even just speaking to Shane Grimes a couple of weeks ago about him, and I think he was when. Grimes he was with uh, Cliftonville, he played against with Balomina and he can't believe the the levels that he's McGonagall's got there because not that he said he was ordinary, but he, he said he didn't really stand out in the game yeah. or any of the games that played against him. But you know, he's 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 doing well so far and he's he's in a good squad there, but look, you ha- you have to do it for a while to, to stop start being mentioned in the in the conversation with Urban.
0: Yeah, we probably have no right to be talking about uh, anybody in the same kind of league as like you I mean when you're talking Pat Hoop and you're talking, you're going back to the likes of Jason Bourne that type of level like that's you know you're going back that kind of ilk you know that type of player. Um, here's, the man, here, here's the man. here's the man. His job. I talked tonight. Christopher.
3: I I heard you can't even get a table up. What's going on?
0: Oh well, we will. I'm gonna i to attempt it when the boys are talking later on. I probably put everything on fire. <laughs> Chris, you for me? to be able to give us a, a scouts report on Finn Harps. How did they get on?
3: Yeah, uh, absolutely collapsed upon themselves. Um, so Barry McNamee nearly had to be stretchered off. Um, he seemed to be able to get up and walk off at the end, but the stretcher was on for him. Uh, Bastion he completely lost the head and got sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was all the time where Finn Harps were 1-0 up and a man up. So it just I I don't know how they managed to lose 3-1 tonight they completely capitulated.
0: That's crazy. That's just but yeah. that's what we, that's exactly what we need from on the night.
3: Yeah, um like for for the majority of the start of the second half, um I would say Drahida looked a lot more comfortable even though they were a man down. I, it was just bizarre. It just they the, the sending off actually ruined any sort of formation or anything that, um, that Harps had and they suddenly heads were gone. Look, especially, you know, if, if you're a man down, the one person you want on your team is Gary Deegan. And, you know, he was winding everybody up and making the play move and and Bastion here just fell for it, hook, line and sinker, lost the head completely. And uh, was shown his marching orders. So yeah, I would say, if if that's how Finn Harps end up playing again on on Monday night, they um, they they we we could turn them over. You know, Barry McNamee out of their squad is a is a big is going to be a
0: big thing as well. Yeah, he he he's their version of Keith Ward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, better hair. Exactly. Better, better
2: hair is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um. I'm, although they're, they're 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 forward, they have uh, Mila Hilevich. Is it? He's he is he's a decent player, and he and he seems to get around the park as well. So he's definitely definitely a threat. But um, they, oh, what they want to do all the time is try to slip a ball through, um, a slide rule pass every single time. But you know you got to be able to mix it up. You have to.
0: So, um, so it'll be a, it'll be a rollover for ourselves will it? Honestly, well
3: every time we say it's a rollover lads look what happens so i'm definitely not saying that
0: <laughs> chris why just i know you've just come on but why do we have i'm just looking at the number why we have our most viewers i'm going to take advantage and put up your uh, our pre-recorded interview for for this week so um perfect just when we were we all we talking online and different charities that are all going on to the club and that and Recently, they've got the MND on the Jersey Dundalk Football Club. I think they've raised, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's €9,600, is it? And they've previously yeah. done they've previously done charities with Temple Street as well, and that's gone €7,000 with the Jersey. But a local charity that's been set up for one of Dundalk's uh, former players is for Save Our Sonja. So Chris got a pre-recorded interview with one of the fundraisers, Emma Singleton, during the week. And we're gonna. I'm going to attempt to play it. I'm going to attempt to do this very seamlessly. It's not going to work. But uh, we're gonna att- we're gonna attempt to play it anyway, and we'll see how we go. So this is just a short clip of what's up, what's coming up, what fundraisers are coming up, and um, how you can get involved. And basically, um, you know, you can join up. But it- it's a five-a-side tournament that's on, and Emma's going to explain more about it now.
3: So on this part of the show, we just said we will get a update from, I suppose, the because that's been quite close to a lot of us here, these are with the organisation for Sonya. First and foremost, I suppose we we, we haven't heard so much um, from yourselves in a while. How is Sonia?
4: Um, yeah, she's doing OK. She's uh, she's trying her best to keep the sunny side out. She always does, to be fair to her. Um, but, you know, it's tough for her. Chris, like it's just she's trying to. So she's she was away in Mexico. Thanks to all the great fundraising we did the last time. Um, mm-hmm. But the treatment's quite intense. It's not toxic, but it's quite intense. So she tr- has to try um, Copy that at home herself as best she can so you know it's a busy schedule she's always kind of what tablet's next what treatment's next so it's she's a lot on her plate but um to be fair to her she's still in good form she's still out and about and um she'd put us all to shame to be honest with you
3: absolutely absolutely if she she didn't before in all her prior lives of playing (laughs) football she's definitely doing it now with her strength of character if nothing else um, you kind of touched on it there, Emma. It, it's a continuous um, road, I suppose, for Sonia to go down here. And we're building up to, I suppose, another trip back to Mexico again, is it?
4: Yeah, Chris. So we're hoping. So it's has to be ongoing. So the treatment is helping to prolong her life. And um, so obviously the more of it we can get, the better. And um, so she has terminal cancer, but it's stabilizing it. And mm-hmm. it's happening. So when it first started, uh, I think they said she would a year to live and now she's surpassed that um, already like double fold. So uh, it's just prolonging her life, basically, and the more time she can go over, the better. So yeah. I think Sonny, the plan next is to try to get over in July and um, mm-hmm. that's what our next big fundraiser is for. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's a constant thing. She's going to have to constantly keep up the treatment um, to try to keep as fit and healthy as possible, really.
3: Yeah, and, and I remember explaining just, you know, the treatment that she had in Mexico last time. It's quite intense when she is there, isn't it?
4: Yeah, like the, the first time she went, I know it was three weeks. I think this time when she's gone, it's uh, 10 days to two weeks. And it's full on, you know, you're in um, some of the stuff, it's a bit mad, like when you think about it, but infrared saunas and, um, you know, Sonny was joking, everybody else hates the saunas because they bring your body basically up to boiling temperature to make your immune system fight back to, uh, I suppose, retrain it to work again, how it's meant to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else hates the saunas and Sonia loves the saunas, you know, like could only be like her. But um, yeah, the food is really strict, you know, it's all non-toxic. There's no scans, nothing like that. But um, the food is, is completely different to what we'd have over here. And it's mm. very sort of holistic treatment. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's really tough going. It's not as if she's lying on the beach over there having the crack, you know, it's, it's tough going when she's there. Like,
3: yeah, look, I, I suppose that probably brings us nicely into where you're going as the next step for a fundraiser for her and like you say it, it it's this campaign is ongoing for her. it we'll, we'll always have to and um, be able to help and contribute when we can but uh this one looks like it's going to be a a, a fun event uh, kind of for, for all the family nearly on the day too if you want to tell us a little about it
4: yeah absolutely so um i know the last one we done because i I don't want people to confuse the two so the last one we done was uh, a gaelic and a soccer match and you know we got outstanding um support and donations and everything else from people but this one um so there is it's called bigfoot football so everybody's trying to play with a ball and everybody's going to have big rubber like boots on so everybody's at the same disadvantage so once you're over 12 years of age and you're still able to walk and do all the rest, you can you can play. Um, and then we're going to have um, family fun events. So we'll have like a giant inflatable target practice, we're going to have a penalty shootout, And um, we're hoping to have a couple of inflatables there on the day as well. So there'll be loads going on. It's not just for people who uh, are into soccer or Gaelic or whatever it might be. So because I know people often they don't know what to be doing at the bank holidays. So bank holiday Sunday, um sure to be loads of fun for everyone of all sorts of ages.
3: Yeah. And, and and look, from from living close to Sonia for uh, the past number of years, I know how close she is with her family and that as well. So it's, it's great to see these kind of family events It's uh, very much in keeping with her character as well, isn't it?
4: Oh, of course. Yeah. And she's kind of always been like that, you know, like, um... She, she'd always take everyone under her wing under her wing, and she'll always want as many people as possible to be involved and you know, yeah she's she's all they've always been very close and um, so she had always kind of wanted things to be family orientated um because like that, you know, like having all the money in the world is great, but your friends and family are the thing that matter the most and she's always known that um, mm-hmm. and I suppose to she nearly wants to give back something back to people that have done so much for her over the last couple of years to be able to say oh well look here's a good fun day out for everyone um yeah but definitely she she's always been really well grounded in that sense like
3: yeah um i, I, I suppose you've kind of just mentioned it there so it's it, it won't be too serious um of an event either and um, you know when we when we think of sonia we we think of you know all sorts of of scoring records and and you know and titles where everywhere she's gained everywhere she's gone, uh, in, in no more so than than here in Dundalk. Like, so it's um it'd be interesting to see <laughs> what what the level could possibly be there with everybody, um on the day. And I suppose it, although the last event was very much uh, like I say it was uh, included with our um GA circles and our football circles. This is those to be included, but and more am I right?
4: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The More the Merrier. Um like you can we have a little registration form. It's all on the Save our Sonia Facebook page or Instagram page or website for that matter. Um but yeah, absolutely the more the merrier, um all, all sorts of ability, all sorts of ages, we can all play, but I slagging the ISIS so Sonia You're not allowed to take part in the penalty shootout, Chris. So uh, <laughs> Nobody's like, you know. We have uh, a
3: fire trade moment there when the people who organize it win the event.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like a powdered head moment, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, so hopefully it'll be, and it's all indoors, so we're not worried about the weather or anything else, so hopefully it'll be a good day out. Yeah, and, and just
3: going to I suppose the details on that, so is it a pair, pair, play, pay per team event sort of a thing? Uh, is there, people can also contribute on the day a, a little bit more, is it, or?
4: um yes yeah, so the way we're doing it at the minute it's uh, five people per team you can obviously have more than that if you want um but it's 50 euro per team okay. so uh we'd like everybody we have four teams registered so far and others that <laughs> people are contacting us but we need you to group all your people together get a team and then get in touch because it starts on the day you know yourself it'll be mayhem it'll be hours before it's sorted so uh the more t- teams we have the better so it's 50 euro per team Okay. Um so that should work out 10 euro per person and if any yeah we'll absolutely have a little book of collection on the day but if any businesses or anyone that might not be able to take part would like to donate um they can do so through the saver sonia or the gofundme page Um because mm-hmm. we have had a couple of um very generous donations from local businesses so again if they would like to throw in some sponsorship or anything like that um absolutely the more the merrier we'd be very thankful for that as well
3: yeah, it, it definitely sounds like it's going to be a fun event. Um, and, and I think it's great to see that like, we've seen this uh, in the initial fundraising for Sonia and with the likes of Zoe Murphy and everything down the line. When when there is a, a need or a cause, or someone that needs a bit of help, the town has always been so good, haven't they? About rallying behind something like this.
4: Oh, yeah. Like I was saying that to um, someone the other day, actually, like, because we had known that the GoFundMe when it was, going to go up and stuff. And Sandy was saying, oh, I don't know whether that's going to work. And, this, and we were like, we're telling you, you know, that many people over the years, yeah. like, it, it's go, It's going to go up. And I, that is the quickest I've ever seen a GoFundMe reach its target. Like, I think it was mm. less than 48 hours. Uh, it was phenomenal. Like, it just took off so quick. And that like for a town that's so sm- I don't want to say small, because I know it's mm. like, it, for such a small community like considering you know it's not a big city around and people really really have got behind it and um, like so many people coming out of the woodwork like Sandy was saying that people she went to primary school with, secondary college she worked with maybe 20 yeah. years ago like so people have been really really incredible like
3: yeah and, and then there's also the sporting side of it you know. It, it, it's it's a cliche to kind of say once you get involved in sport it'll kind of look after you forever but it turns out to be that way because you you make such bonds with people that when there's an opportunity to come back and help people will always jump at the chance too
4: yeah of course i've always said that you know like it sport teaches it a lot like teaching maybe how to work with people that you don't want to work with but it helps you make all those friendships with people you might not necessarily have come across in your life um otherwise you know and like Sonia had always been um such a good mentor to other people like you know younger girls younger guys everyone but uh and she was always so involved in everything if there was ever a fundraiser or if there was ever someone needed to take training or stretches or whatever it might be you know she was always the first one there but um yeah definitely definitely stancy the world of sport it it opens so many different avenues for you and uh it just showed I, I couldn't we couldn't believe it either the amount of support that just the momentum that it gained like I think yeah. at one stage um the Irish ladies soccer team had a, a video up for an everything like it was just yeah. amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's, it's great to see. And it's great for, for someone like Sonia, like someone, you know, who, who most of us here in the podcast, we know, we know extremely, extremely well and um, so you know, like we, we wish her um, all the best in this journey as well. and so once again, just people can just go to the Save our Sonya socials, we will get all the information there and register a team. Uh, I was talking to Galley earlier on, so like we'll we'll definitely put in a team anyway. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah. Whether,
3: whether we're any good or not, we'll we'll have to <laughs> see. Someone say <laughs> we'll to be the straightest
4: speaking. yeah
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steph McCabot foot we've had in a while, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Emma, thanks so much for your time. We'll put all the details in the show uh, information below and we'll share the link out then during the week as well. Is that okay?
4: That's brilliant, Chris. Thanks so much.
3: Perfect. Thank you.
4: Bye bye.
0: That was uh, that was seamless. He caught me off guard there talking about putting in a team there. I, yeah. I kinda of said it to him, but I didn't know we were debating it. Steph, you got to be mentioned now. You might have to make a comeback, will you?
1: I'm in. I'm in. I'm signed up. I'm doing it. Uh, so, for
0: anybody who's, uh, that was listening, that that's on a couple of. It's on. Uh, is it the the bank called the weekend? Is that correct? um in DKID. Oh, so we we did, we have the details on um up on our page from tonight after the show and tomorrow and we'll be plugging away. So anybody who wants to get involved, get in contact. Great, uh, great local charity, great event. I think this is their second one that they've they've organised uh, apart from the GoFundMe. So um yeah, so lads, just just on the game, I, I, I know we. Chris had a go just for for bad signal. He still he's probably on the run, waiting for Darius to jump in the window again. Um, we probably we're probably going to. I know we stumbled across it earlier on, but we we probably will have to mention the ref. You know, maybe get in a wee. I know Donald Hanks is always on ref watch. Um, so we start with you Donald. doing. Like when people, I even tweets were going out before the game when Rob Harvey was like, I didn't know he was refereeing until the game started, but he does seem to bring that little bit of drama with him, doesn't he? He does seem to have that, uh, I, I won't say a pop style following, <laughs> it, but he, just, he, he does seem to have that, that aspect of it. And again, you always know there's going to be something, isn't
2: it? Yeah, he's got the um, predictable unpredictability, that the only thing you can be guaranteed of when he's refereeing is that something is going to absolutely melt your brain, that he's going yeah. to make a decision that will make no sense to anybody except for him. And then I'd say if you asked him again, or if we refereed the game exactly the same, he wouldn't make the same decision again. Yeah, just one of those absolutely mind-boggling decisions. But um, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know we're talking about the referee. I have to mention that the commentators actually said something nice about Rob Harvey early in the game. That is correct. And the <laughs> the co-commentator Kevin something wasn't it? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Kelly. Kevin. No. No, um, I but he was that, saying it, about in the, the Oh, it was it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, um, he was saying about the standard of refereeing going up uh, around the league, and I'm like, I... you know that this thing doesn't work. You know that you saying the standard of refereeing has gone up doesn't get you decisions during the game. Like <laughs> this is going to work against. And that you.
0: And that was early doors. He said that yeah. in the first, like I think it was the little at that stage.
2: Yeah, and there was a decision that there was a decision that Rob Harvey made that went for Derry, and he said, "Oh, that's you know." Consistent refereeing from from Rob Harvey, and he said something nice about him. And then within two minutes, he was like, you could hear the inner the inner thoughts of the of him being like, "Oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said it. This clown is going to make loads of stupid decisions." And then he went like he went full Rob Harvey in the second half. Like, um, I I dropped something on the floor, and he gave me a yellow card. Like, it was absolutely bananas what was going on. Um, I don't know. Like we couldn't, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't see a lot of what he was giving the other cards for. Yeah, like a lot of it seemed it, to happen
0: because the cam, off- that camera was just hell bent on the centre circle for most of the game. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it didn't want to, um, <laughs> didn't want to really show us what, uh, what everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow. Um, but the, I think it's that's the thing. Like you see his name, and to be fair, you see most of the names. And I, I don't like hassling the referees and stuff because it's just kind of nobody wins you know yeah but there's there's just certain things like when you see certain next referee and you're like absolutely anything could happen tonight and i guess that adds to the whole drama of the game it adds to the entertainment value provided nobody actually gets violent (laughs) but um i think yeah look he had Um, he had a Rob Harvey, he had one one of
0: them, yeah. He had a right, yeah, Harvey Wallbanger, that's what we call (laughs) him,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that, (laughs) Harvey Oswald,
0: yeah. Like, I think you see some referees, and you know, it's always like Steph, you would have played, so you'd probably be a better man to talk about this, but that that, I don't mean to go against what Donald said, I'm just about to say what I'm about to say, so. Like if a ref starts, you usually what you see is a ref starts throwing out early cards, cards really early in the game. You kind of it kind of has to be a form then going through the match, but that wasn't the case. And like, he just seemed to be, I don't know what he had at half time. It just seemed to be an absolute mayhem for the second half, didn't it? Usually you'd expect that if he dishes out a harsh re- or a harsh yellow card within the first three or four minutes, he kind of has to continue it then because he set the tone. But it just seemed to be a mad old
1: t- kind of twenty minute spell, didn't it? There wasn't like I, you're struggling to find a, yeah. a bad tackle in the game like that's the a lot like okay Wardy picks up a booking for a cynical foul but it's not a it's not a dirty challenger right? and it's a professional foul nearly um but like you're like it must be i don't know like some of the refs just seem to you know have this thing about them that you, you used to be able to talk to a referee you you can't you can't knock i wouldn't even say question them but if, if if anybody is seeming to talk to a referee, it's like you know you're you're in trouble straight away. So yeah. I I don't know. Like it, like if you're trying to talk to a referee and it's it seems to be right through any any football I've seen lately, it's I don't know whether they're getting an opinion of themselves, but the best referees were never the centre of attention. The best referees were like actually, he was ref in that game tonight? Because yeah. you did let the game flow, and you know the I thought
0: maybe I'm wrong, but like long be the days when you had Alan Kelly doing referee. Like you know, remember like he he could, he could it'd be easier to bring him home and let him do all the games, have a game every night, send them all over the country. Like you know, there's a reason he's he's making the big money out in the states and doing Champions League matches. I thought but it's... You
2: said by bringing him home. I thought that was going to go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a different podcast.
0: <laughs> but it, yeah, it just seems to be. And look at it; it's not that we're hammering tonight's referee only. It, this is going on all season, and we haven't really brought it up that much. We kind of mentioned it here and there, but it does seem to be a bit of a. They're all bad. I, I, I get that referees have a tolerance level, but th- th- there's kind of a there's a place and a time. It just seems to be just crazy stuff. Crazy. Like it, it's more shocking that there wasn't reds. I know I know Stevie was, but it's more shocking that, that for the yellow card he dished out. You know, surely someone's gonna pick up a second one.
2: That's the thing. Like, that's what I find most, I think, with the referees in the league is like you're kind of you're more shocked at what they don't give. Yeah. Like if somebody falls down somewhere and you don't think it's a free kick, I'm always amazed that they don't like immediately blow the whistle and yeah, card is out. Like it's I guess if the, <laughs> it's the inconsistency thing that it's you just have absolutely no idea what they're gonna do. Um, and and there's plenty of times like, and I, I, in fairness to him, maybe you guys should. I will ask you guys this before I say anything, just to uh, oh, get the, temperature in the room. But, um, the free kick that we gave away that led to the goal, did you think it was a free kick?
0: There was two free kicks, which, which that led to their goal.
2: Yeah. There was a ball I... over the top, and uh, back in i think it was was it yeah yeah it, on the wing like Darryl, he and...
0: yeah it looked i, I actually thought for, for a split second i locked up and i actually thought he fell into the box i actually thought he was going to blow in i don't know how close it was now, it might have been just my he eyesight did. but it no, seemed to be one, one of those into the
1: box but yeah there, yeah. there was
0: one at oriel park a couple of weeks ago where it was kind of just a knocking of legs more than anything else and i don't know if that i didn't see the replay of tonight's but that's what it kind of looked like like because it, 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 it's out there, like I'd be interested to know if it had have happened in the box, would you give it a penalty? You know, it's well, one of the, them ones, isn't it? Yeah, the that was. Uh... I
2: was asking was because I was full, full sure he was going to give a penalty. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about whether it was a foul or not. I thought he's after he's so far into the box now after the foul that like this is hundred percent going to be a penalty, and this is what we'll be talking about after the game. Yeah. But I, I just assumed it was a free kick. I didn't really think it was. A crazy decision. I didn't see people on Twitter saying about how it was a crazy decision, but I didn't.
0: I didn't see. Maybe I just. Steph, Steph's a fallback. Steph would know one of them kind of challenges.
1: Definitely wasn't a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: we go. That's it. Good night. <laughs> see you. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, like I think I think the one you're thinking of, Galley, is uh, against Shells, where yes. it was sort of a tangling of feet, maybe or something like that, and the lost power. I can't remember if you watched the back or not, but. Was it Sloggers? Loads people saying. No. Uh, someone else. Was it Kelly? Was Dan oh, Kelly? Was, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember. Um, yeah, was it? Yeah, but luckily he loses. Uh, Akontonde for the. He just I don't know he's ball watching or something like that and. It's actually poor defending from Lee. He, he should he should do better and then he's looking around to see if someone will bail him out. I don't know where he's going to give out to somebody or not. But um. The reaction from it was brilliant. Like just to concede like that, it could have been a total downer, and they could have been going on top and going for the winner, and we we've nabbed it instead. So we'll get away from these referees quickly <laughs> and and the, and the poor decisions.
0: Yeah, I think we'll we'll, we'll we're coming up to the to the, the end of this fantastically produced podcast by myself. if I do say so myself, lads. Uh, so obviously the only the only main business of the night is to pick our uh, man of the match. So we'll quickly go through ours. So don't I get you to kick it off on what we think? You're not getting pizza, like, but
2: <laughs> yeah, like I said the, uh, at the beginning or before, I can't remember when I said it, but like it would be a, it's a difficult one to pick one standout performer because I think everybody yeah. played well, and um, you'd be looking at like who and been the two goals and stuff, so they're obviously contenders, but I'll go with them. Um, I'll go with the saxophone man. I'll go with Sloggett as. Um, man of the match my man of the match because like Steph said I think the second half he was excellent and he was a major part in being able to control the game and being able to shut Derry down so um I'll go with again again the next
0: Derry
1: player as well so he probably loves it yeah yeah go on Steph Steph deep in meditation thought though I was just gonna say copy and paste what Donald said um I'm gonna go for saxophone slog it again Went from last week and I'm going to go from again. And um, just one of the pieces of play that sticks out in my mind was just right at the end, I think it was. And we either have a corner or a free kick, and they had it clear. And it looks like they were about to go on the attack. And he comes out of nowhere and just comes in front of, uh, I think it was maybe it was McGonagall because he didn't play it tonight, but. Um, I can't remember, but he actually Slugger comes in and not only next the ball away, but he plays a pass out to the left and he finds I think it was Ward or um Leahy and I was just thinking, you know, like they could've easily gone the attack and attacked there on a counter attack and might equalised and he's just snuffed that out and like when you're playing against that, playing against somebody like that, it sort of breaks your heart here, or you're thinking, never gonna get past this man here. So Little thing, little thing like that just stuck out in my head, and he done it numerous times tonight. And he seemed to be a real driving force, and he's becoming a bit of a leader in there just from his play alone. And I haven't got up in a couple of weeks, but he seems to be really driving the team forward from that, from that midfield spot. And you know, he's he's athletic and he's powerful. And you know, these little interceptions, how he's reading the game now. It's it's, it looks like he's come on a ton uh, in the last wee while, and Look, regular game time and whatever he's learning on the training pitch and you know, he's, pro- he's probably settled now. He's probably settled in his head, knowing look, I'm gonna play here or if I'm if I'm fit and I'm I'm gonna be playing like so. Look, that that can be a big thing for players as well. Just once he, he doesn't get complacent, but he doesn't come across like that sort of player. So look, I thought he was excellent again. I've dragged it on a bit much so Gally who are you are going to go for? I don't, I
0: don't need to vote because you just a voted this is great but I had a, a clean sweep uh, yeah Slog. I mean be, I, I would have given a shout for Shepard but then again you know it, when he was I know we did a couple of saves but then when you when, like basically what you were saying Steph, when, when Slogan was in a shift like that and the best thing about Slog is not only does he sponsored by us but I was one of the people that kind of wondered last year would he would he still, have a, would he still get a game at Oriole Park we didn't know where he was going to play he was kind of one of those players that kind of just meandered into the center. We didn't know if he's a CDM, like he played attacking over the last couple of weeks as well without rambling on too much. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I thought he was excellent. Right? And look, I mentioned for Hoban as well. I thought, um, Doyle played uh, Doyle. Did I call him Hoban? I really need to have to stop calling him Hoban. That's years of language problems. It's a, it's um, that, that's Pingu's yeah. fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Sloggers. Yeah, look at, I, I think, I it's not that there's no argument, but for me, he was just that that little bit extra above everybody else, and he seems to be like Steph was saying. He seems becoming one of those players that we're going to be dependent on, you know, for for, for hopefully this season and and seasons to come as well. Right, lads, So who wants to do the honors? Well, I quickly muddle through them.
1: Yeah, I like you. We will go for
0: time. who we got. Let's see who has another pizza. Jeez, all the all these regulars. It's great to see all these regulars who have gotten pizzas before. So we will go for ryan Dillon, i think he was the first just looking here i didn't check He could be the first one in with the slogan as well so we will go for that ryan collect your uh you can message Vinny and in, in, i was, I was even going to say town then pizza tony's pizzeria collect your pizza on behalf of the podcast congratulations and uh well done slim oh, oh dude, is there a connection now we'd be done we'd be done for fraud
1: no <laughs> no there's no connection though. No. i just know ryan ryan a long time used to be a good striker back in the day. we oh, used to be, you Yeah, There's we, a old, we, yeah. We, we, we won't go into the nickname of Slim for another day.
0: We'll leave it at... We'll, that's, for, uh, that's like Baywatch nights. That's for after midnight <laughs> stuff, That. <laughs> so, lads, look, thanks very much. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, I think we'll end it on that. We've just gone over the hour, Mark. Thanks to our sponsors, Dundalk Village and um, tony's pizzeria and associates will play off it as well thanks to the lads it's 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 difficult i've, I've one eye. i apologize if i was looking off the screen half tonight because i've one eye on all the production stuff chris is just down to a tee but i don't so uh lads who are we going to get to end the show it's definitely not going to be me
1: because i think the pizza winner. go on who we got Look, it wasn't a case of men against boys it was men against dairy girls